I don't know why this has happened, but I have effectively made a pledge to myself that I'm going to talk about threads on like all of my shows. <laughs> it has been my um my what's the opposite of a bugbear like obsession, but that's a bit aggressive. A it has bug. been my uh, a bear bug, yeah, uh, yeah. a bed bug, yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, it is. Uh, been my thing recently to explain what my co-host put in the show notes. And I've been doing this on HP a lot because mm. I feel like between John and Marco, there's just been funny things in the show notes. Uh, in this case, I see the very first topic in the analog and, you know, internal show notes just for, just for Mike and myself. I see threads. That's with all caps with, with his, well, I would call it a Z, but yes, a Z on the end. And so we are talking threads, baby. What threads you got on right now? That's very old, isn't it? Wearing that doesn't a, work anymore. The Relay FM Transporter T-shirt, which is a, probably available at Relay.fm slash store. <laughs> Let me check. Uh, Do we still worth, have this one? Yeah, I actually wasn't planning on going down this road, but I am wearing the I Bleed Six Colors uh, Members T-shirt, which oh. was which was free for members. I don't know how or why uh, Jason and Dan did this, but I'm thankful for it because I got to imagine that cost them a fortune. But hey, I was I was happy to receive it. It cost me like $7 shipping. I legitimately don't know how to get to the store of my company. <laughs> that's that's, good. That, that's, a, that's a great way to start. Uh, but there'll be not, a link in the show notes. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is, relay. Oh, it's just relay.fm slash store, right? But that, that doesn't go where I want it to go when I'm doing it yeah. for some reason. All right. Well, for what it's worth, you guys usually have really good, or we have really good URLs and relay.fm slash store. Um I mean, that works. Oh, yeah, that works. For some reason, in a non-private tab for me, it goes to our old blog. Oh, weird. Could tell. Is dot on a top-level domain that one can purchase? Oh, because can you it imagine looks like switch.on is not taken if such a thing imagine? even exists. If it, if it is, I will, I will do everything I can to acquire uh, the switch on the domain. And Kate is asking in the Discord, warm or cool? I am wearing the warm transporter t shirt, um, which we have in what I think, what me and Steven agreed is like the perfect, which is the, the, the shirt is actually called macchiato. It's like a, it's actually kind of brown. It's very strange, mm-hmm. but like, it's just like looks really good. But there you go. You could do switch on dot ink for $349. I'm not interested in, <laughs> in that. Why would I want that? I don't know. I don't know. But, really, but if anybody adds dot on, let me know, and I'll buy switch dot on. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's available somewhere else. Hover uh, slash hover does not have it, but um, but maybe some other registrar does. But that's where I go because they're my favorite. Hilariously, Casey, when I typed dot on into mm-hmm. my into my browser here, it came up in history that I have searched dot on domain before. So, oh, there you go. I've clearly <laughs> wanted to buy switch dot on in the past. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Uh, yeah, so we have threads. Threads, baby. In the, uh, in the, in the show notes. Uh, what is there to say? I mean, we, I'm happy to talk about it. I'm excited about it. I'm just, I'm, I'm wanting to get everybody's temperature on this one. You getting a vibe check? You getting a vibe check. I want to get, a, get a vibe check on threads. So what is your right. vibe check on, on threads? Uh, you know, we talked about this on ATP a bit. Um, yeah, but this isn't relatively. that show. No, this no, is I'm a different that's one. fine. The yeah, doing. I just wanted to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we did talk about it a little bit on the episode that was just released as we record this episode. Was that the one where you spoke about upgrade, having none of you yes. actually listened to the full topic, which was one of the funniest things to me in the world? No, no, no. Like, I I had you listened, hadn't listened to, to the whole thing. 
I didn't get to the after show by the time we recorded ATP. That is true. When you revisited it. Yeah, that is the problem. That there is actually a much bigger discussion in Upgrade Plus, but like there is still a discussion in Upgrade. But it was just very funny of John, like he's going to make like a 10 minute counterpoint, having not heard the point at that moment. I know. Well, that's big. I don't that's know why up. you didn't leave it for the next episode, but I appreciate the follow out on the follow out. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it was because I had just heard it and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be funny listening to John get all riled up. And it kind of was. I mean, I listened to what he had to say and I still think he's wrong. So <laughs> uh, so it, it, it is big John slash ATP energy to talk a lot about something we know nothing about. So in, with that in mind, <laughs> let's talk about threads, baby. Uh, so, yeah. So threads, um, I did sign up like right before. I, I don't know if you could even really say sign up. I, I created an account. I converted or you know applied my Instagram stuff to threads um, right when it right around the time it had dropped. And this was right before I started recording ATP, uh, I think, last week. And initially it was not good. Like a lot of stuff I didn't care about, a lot of random conversations that I felt like I was eavesdropping on, not a good vibe. Mm -hmm. uh, I also, I thought I had selected do not automatically follow all my Instagram people, right. follow, follow ease, I guess, um, whatever, all the people I follow on Instagram. And it seems to have taken that as yes, yes, please. I would like to follow all yeah, the I'm people I follow on Instagram. Because I, I also said, like, don't do that. And that didn't happen. To okay. Me. So, yeah, it very well could be a case error. Also, if memory serves, it like locked up during the account creation process. Mm. And so maybe I had like force quit it before it could apply that setting or whatever. Again, I'm not arguing it was potentially a, or likely a me problem. And we can't grumble about like tens of millions of people yeah, trying, true. right? Because you were doing it at that moment, right? Same yeah, yeah, as me. Yeah, yeah. Like as soon as it became available, I like, I hopped on. Yeah. So regardless, it did follow everyone. And I, and I, I both kind of regret and don't regret that because it did do a pretty good job of showing me things, even though a lot of the things I didn't want. Uh, the initial vibe, the app was extremely well done for a 1.0, but a lot of stuff I don't love. I felt very eavesdroppy, but... That being said, over the next week and a half or whatever it's been that this has been out, um, the vibe is getting better. It is very Twittery in the good way so mm. far. And unlike Mastodon, which I selfishly really love, I feel like everyone is at least kicking tires on threads. And that was actually the genesis of the ATP title for this past week. Yep. Um, everyone's at least looking at it. And what I can't tell is, does it have legs or not? And Oh, it has legs. Like I, think I, I don't it does. see any way in which it it doesn't because of who's behind it. Like, yeah, yeah. Whether it like win, like quote unquote wins, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a different thing. But like, I, I feel like this has legs. I think it does too. And certainly, like, the brands have all shown up and, and the celebrities. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I haven't looked for celebrities, but the, the, oh, they're few all there, things man. I've seen is that it seems like they're all there. Um, it certainly appears to be Twitter from just a year or two ago so far minus all the nazis i don't want to count my chickens on that issue but so yeah. far i haven't seen a lot of abuse or anything like that but then again i am i am a white guy an old white guy at that um so oh. anyway so uh it's so far so good i do enjoy it however i will echo all the other old generally white people that have said i really want a mac app like or even just a reasonable web app. A mac app You'll get a web app. You're not getting a Mac app. I, I think you're right that if I'm not going to get an iPad app, which I won't, I'm certainly mm -hmm. not going to get a Mac app, but I would love one because when most of the time I spend tweeting, tooting, threading, whatever, 
I do at a full, honest-to-goodness computer. Well, here's my question for you. Maybe you know more than me. If they mm -hmm. go full activity pub, which they've said, mm -hmm. could could somebody else pop, like make a Mac app? Like, I don't feel like I understand how activity pub works enough. Uh, first of all, I don't either. So I will now. Yeah. Uh, con I will make some conjectures. In Let's the say some style. stuff that we don't know anything about. <laughs> exactly. That's um, podcasting, folks. <laughs> we uh, speaking of old white guys. Here we are again. But anyways, uh -huh. uh, no. The I think there's several different like approaches they can take, and my understanding of this is extremely nebulous. So my explanation will probably be extremely nebulous. But I think they could do a couple of different things. I think they could go full on Activity Pub, where they present their own service as an Activity Pub. I don't know if endpoint is the word I'm looking for, but like as an activity pub service, right? So then you could take Ivory and sign into threads.net or whatever their domain is and sign in as you. That's yeah, like they're the, not going to do that. But actually, they're, you know, they're no way. They're not because yeah. that's like an API. I, I was thinking about it more. You don't need it though, do you? Because if when they join activity pub, you could just follow everyone you want to follow and just use Ivory and be a Mastodon. So like it, it actually doesn't matter, right? That's exactly right. That's the other approach is maybe they don't let you sign in as a activity pub, you know, whatever Mastodon-ish kind of service, but they'll federate themselves into the activity pub world, which is to say they won't let you sign in and, and do anything on threads in anything but their own apps. However, they will expose all their users' data. That sounds negative, but I mean that in a happy sense in this context. You know, they'll they'll uh, they'll expose all their data through Activity Pub. So then, me at Mastodon.social and you at what what it was I might I Social is that right? Um, yeah. You, you know, either of us can well, follow. Social, you know, yeah. oh Mike.social. Okay, either of us could follow. You know, JoeBlow.threads.net or whatever the case may be, and then all of Joe Blow's uh, tweets or threads or what have you would show up in our you know Mastodon instances, yeah. and we would be able to interact with them as though they were on another Mastodon instance, even though in actuality it's threads. That's the one I think they're going to do, but it's anyone's guess. Well, they've said that they that they will, right? But like, I think the, th the situation has changed. Like, I still believe them, but I think it's going to be harder than they thought because now they have I over agree. 100 million people in the service. Oh, I totally agree. Right, like, and I think that's... Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Like I've I heard a really good interview of Adam with Adam Mossieri, the CEO, mm -hmm. on the Hard Fork podcast, and basically, like he said, like we've had roundtable discussions with like the big, uh, like with like big, um, uh, federated media server owners. Mm -hmm. And it's like they want to try it. This is like, you know, you remember there was those rumors of like, or the reporting of like NDAs for meetings. Do you remember mm -hmm, that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was bit. what he was talking about. And it's like, they, they seem to want to do it. But I feel like now it's going to be a little bit more complicated. Right. Because I oh, just I think so. Yeah. I feel like it, it could really just crush some servers. Like I've mm -hmm. been seeing people in the, in the really discord, as you can imagine, there are quite a few people that run their own Mastodon servers. <laughs> I mean, course, I'm one yeah. of them, right? But it's just yeah. me. It's only me. So it's more simple, I think. But like, you know, they're just saying that like, they're kind of concerned about yeah. the traffic that it could throw off. Especially because I heard someone saying like Mastodon specifically is not really well written. I don't know that to be true, but I've That's gotten I've the vibes. Say. Yeah, I've gotten the vibes that it isn't that it's it's not actively poorly written, but it hasn't had it hasn't a lot of the optimizations optimized. and yeah. things that, that you would expect but on a service of this pub, age. 
is better, apparently. Like, yeah, I, than... I, I, my understanding is Activity Pub is pretty good in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah, I echo everything you said. That is my understanding as well. Um, I would love for them to federate so that I could still be, you know, Casey Liss at Mastodon.social and yeah. interact with, you know, iMike at threads.net or whatever the case may be. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen. They keep saying, and they keep towing the, 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 the party line, the company line, you know, in the good way saying, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I echo what you're saying though, Mike, I think when the rubber hits the road, it would not at all surprise me if they, if they don't do it or allegedly can't do it. And maybe it, it I would even understand if it wasn't a nefarious, you know, Facebook slash meta is evil thing, but rather it's a complicated technical thing to achieve. It's yes. got a lot of engineering trade-offs, and it may be that they choose not to do it, not for the evil, nefarious reasons, but just because it requires a bunch of things. No, I think they're going to do it, like because they said, like I, I do believe that they will do it, but it's about how I think is going to be the complicated part. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the re- one of the main reasons I think they're going to do it is because it's really good from a regulatory perspective. That is also true. That right? is a very, very Because they good can point. just be like, hey, don't look at, hey, whoa, don't look at us. No, we, antitrust we here, we're open. Yeah. Chill. Yeah, we're like, open, baby. Not only do you have other options, we encourage them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're going to become like the activity pub company, right? Yeah. Oh, in all likelihood, yeah. They will drive activity pub. For, it will be good for all of this stuff in general, I think. Like they will pull it, it will push the, the the technology forward at a rate that it wouldn't have been done otherwise. Because now there is an absolutely mammoth behemoth uh, stakeholder. It's almost mm-hmm. like Apple and emoji. <laughs> Not right. being serious, right? Like yeah, 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 yeah. when the iPhone got emoji and designed the emoji the way that they did, I think it pushed Unicode quite significantly to advance what emoji was and how that process was going to work and. And then a bunch of other companies got involved, but I think really like Apple was pushing the adoption. And I think that Mastodon and Activity Pub and all that kind of stuff is going to be pushed forward because of threads. I'm yep. excited about threads personally. Like I'm more excited about threads than I was excited about Mastodon. Okay, so I want to pull on that thread <laughs> a eh. little bit more in a second. But before we get to I would I would like to hear your vibe check on threads yeah. uh, in a little more depth. But did you kick the tires at all on Blue Sky? And yeah. what what is your vibe check on Blue Sky? No interest in Blue Sky. I don't I know why. I feel the same way. It just doesn't yeah, feel I, good to me. Like <laughs> I completely agree with everything yeah. you just said. Don't like it. Don't know why. I don't have anything I can point at that says that's the reason. Yeah, the it just app didn't is click. like super jank. Like well, that's true. Yeah. And I'm also kind of like Jack Dorsey had a shot. Yeah. Like if he wanted to do it that bad, why did he get out? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah why yeah. didn't you just do this to Twitter instead of selling it to Elon Musk? So I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm good. Like, I don't have any personal feelings towards Jack Dorsey, but I'm also like, considering I don't really feel like the app is that well designed. And yeah. like, and also like, it didn't give me anything that I couldn't have gotten on Mastodon. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the people that I was following, they were all on Mastodon and more active. <laughs> Like, yeah, 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 I yeah. just jumped onto Blue Sky to get my name just in case, right? Like, we've all been doing on all these things. Mm-hmm. The reason that I'm excited about threads is there are people that I can follow on threads that are posting on threads that I haven't heard from in, like, seven months because they didn't join Mastodon and they weren't gonna. Like, they were still yep. on Twitter, but they were also on Instagram, so they use threads. So, like, 
I'm getting like more. I mean, one, there's way more F1 content. Way more F1 content. Back oh, see, me I, haven't, again. I haven't gone looking for any of that. I probably should. I'm not looking for it. What do you say? Threads has given me it. Um, I'm muting a lot on Threads. I, I don't really have a problem with them serving me stuff, to be honest. But like, then it's just about how I use it. And I'm looking forward to the following feed because that's where I'll spend most of Same. my time. Yeah. Uh, but I like that it's there because I am finding interesting stuff when I'm like wanting to, but I don't want to get sucked in. And that's where like. I'm not. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to set up my app limits again, and and that will be mm-hmm. better for me because that worked really well for me with Mastodon. But like, it's just got a different vibe, and and also I feel like I've learned how to use these tools better for me than Twitter, right? Like the amount of people I follow, who I follow, da 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 da, da and how that can affect my experience. That's kind of why I'm pretty excited about Threads because there's like I have other interests outside of just Apple Tech. And yep. while that yep. is my main interest, I have other things and also other things that like don't feel like work, right? And, you know, like F1 and video games and like stuff like that. And so I get those, I get all of that content on threads again where I wasn't getting it on Mastodon. And also most of the people I was following on Mastodon are also posting on threads. Like I feel like Threads is gonna win. Like oh, I, I just don't see how it agree. doesn't. Like I also yeah. think it's gonna crush Twitter eventually. Like it's just going to, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, I think it will absolutely win. I think it is the new de facto Twitter. Um, I think even though there's been a tremendous influx of tire kickers, I think, and you had said this earlier, I believe that that a lot of these people will stick around because mm-hmm. Twitter, for all of its many, many, many foibles, one of the most awesome and, and in some ways beautiful things about Twitter is that you could in, in, interact with almost anyone. I mean, everyone listening to this show could interact with you or I. You or I could interact with people that we enjoy, like F1 drivers or or actors or chefs or what have you. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, there'll be a long conversation between maybe, maybe I'll, you know, tweet or toot or thread into the ether at, you know, I don't know, maybe Danny Rick, which we should talk about in a second. And maybe Danny Rick will see it. Maybe, maybe he won't, maybe he'll reply, maybe he won't. But, but having that amount of access is really, really cool and really fun, both on the, you know, creator side for you and me, because it's cool to be able to hear from people that we would never hear from otherwise. And also on the regular person side, it's cool that we could reach out to Danny Rick just to beat this example to death and and, and know that there was at least a chance Danny Rick saw something that we said. Now, obviously that comes with a lot of downsides. Like you got someone on ex- your mind right now. I do, I do. <laughs> that <laughs> comes with a lot of downsides, obviously, uh, which we don't need to explore. We've explored it ad nauseum yeah. on this show. Yep. But but I think that's one of the beautiful things about Twitter. And what made that so cool was because basically everyone was there. And now, again, like you've said before, it sure seems like everyone is jumping on threads. And although I don't love the app, the app isn't actively bad. I mean, certainly for 1.0, it's phenomenal. And it's utterly phenomenal for 1.0. And and there's things that I don't love, but it's fine. But in the grand scheme of things, threads seems really, really good. And I'm really, really impressed. And so far anyway, it seems really fun. Like I have a couple of friends that are deep into blue sky and it seems that that's where all the like crazy, that's where all the, the super duper online people who love to like, let's say poop post. Yeah. That's yeah, what they, yeah. that's what yeah. they and enjoy. That's just and me, that's right. Where, I, exactly. I agree with you. Like, that, blue sky has that vibe. Which is fine. There's nothing in here. Everyone has their own thing. Right? Yeah. Exactly. But that's not really my jam. I am I am online. 
I am not extremely online. And wow, is Blue Sky extremely online. Yeah. Whereas Thread seems a, a more, it, it's threading the needle ding of, <laughs> of all of these different like personas, if you will, and giving us a more even keeled basis upon which we can, we can talk and build yeah. and whatnot. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I, I was a little pessimistic at first, but with time, I've gotten more and more optimistic. So my vibe check is uh, at least one, maybe even two thumbs up so far. Who had Savior Zuck on their 2023 bingo oh, card? Seriously. Seriously. My goodness. So that metaverse money's got to go somewhere. I guess. Yeah. In, <laughs> put it into threads now, I suppose. I guess we'll so. see how that goes. This episode is brought to you by the Human Creator Alliance. By now, you will have heard about or used generative artificial intelligence tools, ChatGPT, DALI, and others. Whether you are a writer, artist, coder, designer, journalist, podcaster, musician, photographer, or anyone else who likes to create, generative AI could have an effect on you, your industry, or your work. The Human Creator Alliance is a public benefit corporation and is here to restore trust and transparency to the creative ecosystem, which is why they have partnered with a company called Credly. They are the leader in digital credentials to create a series of certifications, which can help creators strengthen professional credibility by proudly displaying uh, to their audiences, to your audience, that you follow ethical AI guidelines. Human Creator Alliance members use their certified digital Credly badge on their websites, blog posts, social media, or wherever they display their work, their art, their audio, their video, and other unique human-made creations. In addition to exclusive access to their current and future Credly certifications, members enjoy many other benefits, such as uh, members-only creator community, discounts, uh, for selected partners and an opportunity to be listed in a professional directory with early access to new features and integrations. The Human Creator Alliance is a member of the Content Authenticity Initiative, which is a community of media and tech companies, non-governmental organizations, and academics, all working to promote the adoption of an open industry standard for content authenticity and provenance. Adobe, the BBC, Microsoft, the New York Times, and many more are members. The Human Creator Alliance is developing member-exclusive implementations of AI detection technologies, leveraging the Content Authenticity Initiative's open standards and tools. And because they want to leave the world a better place for future generations, in July and August, the HCA is donating 10% of all proceeds to our favorite St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to help all end right. childhood cancer and other life-threatening diseases. If you're a creator and you've been thinking about how AI might impact your job, you can join the Human Creator Alliance now. Membership subscriptions start for as little as $4.50 a month on, uh, if purchased annually or $9 if you're doing monthly. Analog listeners can get 20% off their annual subscription by going to humancreatoralliance.org slash analog and using the code analog. That is either the US or UK spelling, Casey. Nice. I know you'll be happy about that. Yes, Most people don't yes. give you that, that anymore. That mm -hmm. is Human humancreatoralliance.org slash analog uh, for 20% off. Go check out the link in the show notes because it is a longer URL. Our thanks to the Human Creator Alliance for the support of this show and Relay FM. Mm -hmm. So uh, it occurred to me we should probably uh, take a little time to talk F1, which I know yeah. we normally do at the end of the show, but there's been some movement and we've got and a And you said uh, Daniel Ricardo about 65 times in the <laughs> right, previous segment, exactly. so it's probably so worth it, It's worth discussing. So as we record, it was yesterday, I believe, that mm -hmm. it was announced that Nick DeVries is getting the boot uh, at Alpha Tauri. Do I have that right? Is that correct? Yep. 
uh, and and Danny Rick is coming back, baby. Yep. He's back and maybe better than ever. Who knows? But let me um, give some context. So yes, please. Uh, yes, please. Daniel Ricciardo has been in Formula One for many years. He uh, had most of his success at Red Bull. Um, he departed Red Bull in a bit of a shock. I think it's it appears to have been discussed that Daniel Ricciardo was unhappy with the treatment that Max Verstappen was getting. Uh, I'm sorry, Danny. <laughs> History <laughs> has proven Red Bull right on at least that one, uh, yep. that Max Verstappen was the right person to put their energy into. So he went to um, uh, Renault in a surprise. This is actually the beginning of uh, Drive to Survive, the first season. Is, yeah, I think that's right, yeah. Is Danny s- shocking the world and joining Renault. Danny had not a great season or time at Renault and then went to McLaren, had an even worse time, and then lost his seat uh, for this year. It means he did not have a team. No one would pick him up. Daniel Ricciardo joined Red Bull as the quote-unquote third driver, which for Red Bull basically meant, hey, Daniel Ricciardo, you're a really nice guy and people like you. We're going to have you do media appearances for us. That really Mm -hmm. appears to be what it was because Red Bull had other test drivers. If like Sergio Perez got sick, they probably weren't going to put Daniel Ricciardo in the Red Bull. Like it was probably going to go to like, uh, is it Liam Lawson? I think is Uh, is one of their guys. Um, So that's that. That's where Danny was. And then uh, Nick DeVries was very successful in other. uh, Liam Lawson, thank you, Kate, in other championships leading up to Formula One. So F2 champion, which is the one below. He then went over to Formula E, which is the electric version. Electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was the champion at Formula E and was, I believe, linked with Mercedes in the Mercedes Young Driver program. Um, mm-hmm. And he got a seat this year at Alpha Tauri. Uh, Nick DeVries is a little older than a typical rookie would be. So uh, DeVries is, I think he's in his mid to late 20s. He's 28, which is older than usual for a rookie. And I think this was part of the reason why he had those big sound bites um, in Drive to Survive of like, I'm not a rookie. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Didn't come off great in Drive to Survive, like the way they presented it, but also like I've heard people say, were like paying attention to his interviews that lead in that season. Similar thing of like, I've been a champion in other places. I'm a little, you know, and I, also I'm a little bit older. Uh, I'm not a rookie. <laughs> Unfortunately, Nick DeVries has had a shocking half season. Um, he, I mean, the Alpha Tauri seems to have, seems to be the worst car on the grid in general, which is like <laughs> yeah. super interesting. I also think I saw that within the next couple of years, Red Bull is going to stop the dual development and the Alpha Tauri will just be based on the Red Bull car. I don't know why they don't do that already, but. That's apparent. I saw that somewhere that apparently they're looking at doing that. Mm. Um, but as it stands right now, he has zero points. He is last place uh, in the championship and has, he's been a little mistake prone. Um, a lot of people have these situations, especially if you're new to Formula One, um, but he's been spinning out, crashing, that kind of stuff. Um, and he's been like, I don't know, he, he's been not having a great time. And it's halfway through the season, and Red Bull, who control AlphaTauri, AlphaTauri's assisted team of Red Bull, they kind of like pulled the plug, and DeVries is out. Daniel Ricciardo is taking his place immediately, starting with the next race, which is next weekend. Bit of a surprise. Yeah, yeah, I was very surprised to see this, because 
I, I mean, I don't follow F1 super close. I think you follow it closer than I do. I do, but, yeah. uh, but I, I certainly follow it some, and I personally, maybe you did, but I did not hear any like, like waves or didn't see any smoke around the idea that Nick had, had, you know, a problem with, with staying at AlphaTauri. Like, you know, normally you'll hear like in the same way you hear like things about Apple. Oh, there's a headset coming. There's a headset coming. Well, normally you'd hear at least a rumbling that, oh, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. And I didn't hear any of that. Maybe I missed it. Did you hear any of this leading up to it? There were rumors of, I mean, the main rumors were Danny Rick was going to jump into Perez's seat, which is just, I think, bananas. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a lot of rumbling that DeVries was in trouble. It wasn't really linked with Daniel Ricciardo, though. Like, it was just maybe they would bring somebody else in from the, mm-hmm. like, kind of the Red Bull system. But the writing has been on the wall for DeVries because, like, I was listening to... um the P1 podcast is like where I get most of my news now. I, I really like it. Um, it's Matt and Tommy. And they were talking about like the, the, the particular issue with DeVries is that because he's older, like maybe teams are less likely to give him the time. Like, mm, mm-hmm. because if it takes a couple of years to develop him, he's now in his thirties, which is yeah, not, yeah. not awesome for this sport. Right. Like it, I think it is a sport that is so grueling that it does favor a younger person. Plus, you have the ability if they're like earlier on in their career to help mold them to what you want them to be able to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, either way, I mean, Kate is saying in the chat that it has been rumored for a while, but one way or another, it took me by surprise. Um, I have always enjoyed Daniel Ricardo. I think he, he strikes me for what it's worth as a nice person. I mean, I'm, maybe, maybe that's dead wrong, but he strikes me as a nice person. He seems like, as much as an F1 driver can be, he's reasonably grounded. Like he's not obsessed with himself, like <laughs> Max Verstappen. And, um, and so he seems like really approachable, you know, the kind of guy you would want to have a beer with or whatever the line is from Hamilton. Um, and, and I really enjoy him as a personality within F1. That being said, I feel like his time has come and gone. And, I would love to be proven wrong. I mean, look at Alonzo. Alonzo's still killing it, and he's like roughly my age. But um, I, I really, I, I don't find it likely that Danny Rick is going to do terribly well, especially since the AlphaTauri, the car doesn't seem very good either, like you had said. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, don't, I, 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 you know, I know everyone loves Daniel Ricciardo. He seems like a cool dude. Like I would love to get yep. a beer with Daniel Ricciardo. I think yep. we'd have a fun chat. I I don't rate him particularly. Like I I don't know what he's gonna do. Could he be better than Yuki Sonoda? Maybe just because Yuki has moments of brilliance, but is also a bit like wild. Like he feels like yeah. a bit uncontrollable. But mm-hmm. like I I don't I I don't have a lot of faith that Daniel Ricciardo is gonna come in and like prove himself that he should be at Red Bull. Like I don't think that's gonna happen here. And I think this yep. is what a lot of people are hoping. Like there is it's just this weird contingent that I'm seeing at the moment of like because I mean Perez isn't having an awesome time at the moment. He keeps no, like he's not. qualifying very, very poorly, but he is recovering most race weekends. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't understand why people think that Daniel Ricardo or really anyone else will be as good a match as Perez is for Max. Like yep, I agreed. think in the time that I've been watching Formula One. Sergio Perez seems to be the best kind of like 
pairing with Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Everyone else seems to struggle a lot more or flame out or maybe the pre- they can't handle the pressure of Red Bull. Uh, but Sergio seems to be able to do it. So yep. like he's had two race wins this season, you know? Like he's mm-hmm. he's in a rough patch right now, but I wouldn't I don't think it's worth uh changing it out. And you know, I saw, there's like this fun stack going around, around right now, which is just wild that like Yes, Checo's number two in the championship, but Max's points on his own make Red Bull the constructor champion. You could God. take Perez out and Red Bull would still win the constructor's championship if it was decided right now. Oh, my word. That's yeah, no, their didn't I see, I saw something, I, I'm surely getting the details wrong, but like, even if Max doesn't win another race, like he still has to finish well, but even if he doesn't win another race, he can still win the championship. If he finishes second in every race now, he'll still win the championship. That's, that's what the stat is. It's still not enough. There is a Aye. world, there is a possibility in which someone else could be world champion, but that possibility is like near zero. Yeah. Uh, I do want to move on from F1 because I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. However, I have so not loved... Are well, I know. I have not loved this season. It's been okay. Oh, it's kicked off now, man. But you kidding oh, me? Baby. Last couple of races happened, have been incredible. What happened yeah. to get McLaren back, well, baby? So, hey, do you want to know what's happened? Didn't they like? Did they have a bunch of new modifications yeah, or whatever? There's a lot of modifications. In, right? So, I, I, yeah. I've seen this proposed, which I think is super interesting. That like Red Bull have basically done all the development they're going to do. They have the perfect car for them right now, but the other teams have bigger packages. They have updates to add on. And it's going to be super interesting going into next year because Red Bull have way less wind tunnel time than everyone else because they won won the championship and it's like a sliding scale. The winner gets less um, aero Mm -hmm. time like in the tunnels than the the person at the back. Plus their uh, penalty for going over the cost cap was a reduction in wind tunnel time. So, I think if if these teams if the teams continue to make bigger steps, like steps like what McLaren have made, where McLaren is still teasing they have more updates to come, which it, I think it seems exciting, but maybe I'm getting the cart get before the horse a little bit on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there could be coming into next year, it might be a bit more competitive than it is right now. Like I found it super interesting, like Silverstone, that Lando was in front of Max and Max couldn't get by him about DRS. And I feel like that's the first time I've seen that this season. Yeah, agreed. Like if anyone's in front of Max, he just gets in front of them, which was why like he had <laughs> led every lap from like May to July or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, so. it's very true. I, I loved this last race. Oh, McLaren. Yeah, you know, uh, Lando is is Aaron and I's driver. She, she landed on Lando and then I was like, you know what? I agree. I'm, I'm pulling for Lando. And, uh, Oh my word, watching McLaren just absolutely slay from top to bottom was just incredible. I loved it. And then you had two of your countrymen on the podium. I mean, you must have been just oh, it was great, just man. bouncing off the walls. Yeah, I got a little choked up at one point. It was great. I was very happy. I <laughs> wish one of them could have won it, but having two yeah. of them on the podium was as, as good as you could have imagined. Felt bad for Oscar Piastri, but He's got. He should be happy with fourth place, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, it was a great showing from yeah. Piastri and from and from Lando Norris. It was. It was a pretty fun race. It was great to see anyone like you had just said. Great to see anyone in front of Max for more than four and a half seconds. And which challenged I was him. Extremely... He led him for like two laps. It was. Yep. It was yeah. thrilling. So I'm excited. I'm even more excited for the rest of the season. 
same. Yeah, and we all knew as soon as he got, as soon as Max got DRS, it was all over, and that's what happened. But still, you, you, I agree with what you said. The gap you know, isn't it, as large different. either. Like yeah. the gap wasn't as large. Like if, mm-hmm. it's also a bit interesting because what's happened to Aston Martin? Because they were they were doing really well early. I mean, in they the season. they were like the challenger, and now yeah. they've they've fallen back again. Different tracks, different. They you know they 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 work differently for different cars. So who knows? But at least we've got a little bit more. Uh, changing conditions now which i'm excited about yep yep um i'm in for i'm here for it i'm really hopeful that the rest of the the rest of the season won't be too bad this episode is brought to you by expressvpn you've heard us talk about expressvpn in the past and how it can be very important to have a vpn to protect your online privacy but choosing a vpn you trust is equally as important right you want to trust them there are tons of vpn providers out there there's a reason i use expressvpn there's a reason we have them as a sponsor they're very good i like the the activity i like using expressvpn expressvpn doesn't log your activity online loads of vpns could make money by selling your data to advertisers expressvpn doesn't do this they can't do this they use a technology to develop called trusted server that makes their vpn servers incapable of storing data because it's all done on ram so i think that's super cool number two the second reason why? Speed. ExpressVPN uses Lightway, a VPN protocol that they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. VPNs can slow your connection. ExpressVPN is always blazing fast, and you can stream video in HD quality with zero buffering. This is my actual favorite thing about ExpressVPN. When I use ExpressVPN, it's usually for video. It's usually I'm trying to watch something from somewhere else when I'm at home, but most of the time it's trying to watch things from home when I'm traveling. And I turn on ExpressVPN, you can just watch HD video and it's just, it's easy. I've watched live video nice. using ExpressVPN before. Like, it's very, very simple to do. And also ExpressVPN, as I mentioned, simple. It's also easy to use. You don't really need any technical skills to set it up. My favorite thing on my Mac, it just lives in my menu bar. I just tap the icon and then just tap one button to connect and that's it. It's super easy to change the location, all that kind of stuff too. CNET, The Verge, Business Insider, and many other sites rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Go to expressvpn.com slash analog and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash analog, expressvpn.com slash analog to learn more today. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of this show and Relay FM. So... I'm going to be traveling soon, and during the time that I'm traveling, my high school reunion is happening. This is the first one that I'm aware of since I graduated uh, 23 years ago, uh, back in 2000. How have you? How wait? If, it's, like it, this isn't like I, a special I, time. How have you missed them all? They're obviously happening. Well, well, so here's the thing. So there's several things at play here. Number one, uh, the 20 year anniversary would have been 2020, uh-huh. like presumably in the summer of 2020, and that ain't gonna work. Uh, number two, uh, uh, allegedly, and this is, this is something I only learned in the last few years. Allegedly, it's the responsibility of the president of the graduating class to facilitate the reunions. And it so happens I know the president of the graduating class and he lives in Richmond, Virginia and can't be bothered with setting up reunions all the way up in Connecticut. So, um, so there's that as well. But, um, so why is this one happening then? Oh, because other people are taking care of it. Oh, they they've taken the, because, they've taken people are sick of it. They wanna Exactly. All right. Um and so it's happening while I'm traveling and I don't know how to put this gently, but I really don't freaking care. And my okay. question to you is, is that bad? Like, should I care? And to set just a little bit more context, 
I actually enjoyed my high school experience. This is I, I don't I genuinely don't know how that translates to your your situation in the UK, but like broadly, you're not Mike you. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, it's the last four years of school before we go to what we would call college, but I think strictly speaking for most people's university. Um, it's it's typically not particularly specialized. There are occasions where you'll specialize in high school, but it's unusual to specialize. It's it's still you know, general education. We call it public school, generally speaking. Um, you know, so you go through all your public school, you graduate after the, your 12th or senior year, you know, and then you go on to college is what we call it. And and I actually really enjoyed my high school time. A lot of people really, really hate it because, you know, there's a lot of transition. There's, you know, it, it's high schools or at least small ones like I was in tend to be very, very clicky. Um, and so a lot of times people do not enjoy their high school friends. They don't want to re- associate with their high school, you know, peers very much. And I still keep up with a a small handful of friends that I made in high school. And we're still reasonably close, especially given that we're strewn, you know, all across the country. Um, And so on the one side, I would be like a prime candidate to want to go to my high school reunion. But the thing, the thing of it is, and the thing I've realized, and this is not a, you know, new or unique perspective but the people I want to keep up with, I keep up with. And I really don't care what the popular kids have done with the last 23 years of their lives. Does that make me a bad person? Have you ever been to any reunion? I've been to a family reunion for no, Aaron's I mean, side. Like for high no. school. I don't mean just like no. in general. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you no, no, familiar no. with the concept of a reunion? <laughs> where people no, come back to you? I have not done any of mine. Aaron, you know, we live very, very close to, to where Aaron graduated high school, like a 10 minute drive from her yeah. old high school, maybe 15. And she's had a reunion or two. And I've asked, like, do you want to go? And every time she's been like, nah, nah, I don't think so. And so, no, I've never done any sort of high school, college, no reunions of any sort. It's like, are they like, is it like voyeurism? You know, like- I, you know what? Actually, that's a very good word for it. And I think it kind of is. I, I think, think you're right. that's I mean, what it is, right? People just want to, like, you want to rank yourself against the people you went to school with. Like, uh, mm-hmm. what kind of situation am I in? So, obviously, you could tell I've never done one of these. I didn't go to, like, chosen education. You know, so, like, a lot of people have, like, university reunions. Mm-hmm. High school reunion, there isn't like a thing here for that, I don't think, like because it doesn't translate. Like, we don't have, like, because high school was what ages are you? Uh, that would be, so it was 96 to 2000. So I would have been 14 to 18 ish, give or take a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the schooling systems are slightly different. Like, I've never come across it, I've never been invited to a reunion, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to one either. Like, I, I'm not really interested in it. Like, it's like what you say, like, and this is, if you love your high school reunions, like, go for it you know what i mean and mm-hmm. uh like because the way that high school is set up it like eats into two different types of school here so like it just is mm-hmm. sort of, the concept isn't the same and so i just would have no interest in it like i don't know i've always kind of avoided these things because i I've, I feel like I've done pretty well for myself I'm happy with where I am in my life and I've, I would say I've been successful I don't want to really want to brag. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't really like to talk about what I do too much. Like it, mm-hmm. it just feels odd. Like I feel strange talking about we it. Say, we say to each other on this podcast where we talk about what we do, but I'm with you. No, but that's with, with the people that understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm trying to explain to someone from school. They're like, 
you know, like, oh, I'm a podcaster. Like, oh, really? It's like, yeah, but I like look at this thing that I've done. And, like, I don't want to be like that. You know, I feel like I feel kind of self conscious about it. It's kind of strange to me. So yeah, I, I, and then I don't really know what the other point. I mean, I just don't get what the point of it is in that regard. Like, if there was somebody I wanted to keep up with, then I would just make an effort in doing that. Like, I wouldn't have needed a high school reunion to bring it together. And I do feel like that's probably changed, right? Because I could imagine a lot of people, like you may have been friends in school and you just like lost touch. Yeah. And at a high school reunion, you would be able to find them again. But now totally. we have the World Wide Web for that, <laughs> right? Exactly. And like, if you want to find your old high school friends, you can probably find them on Facebook. And you can probably find out what they're doing with their lives if you're just curious. But also, if you want to like grab a beer with them, you could just like hit them up. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I mean, I think the charitable read on a high school reunion uh, from Ramon in the chat I find that it's also sentimental to get together with people from a quote unquote simpler time. And I think that is a, that is accurate. It is a charitable read. I think it's both that and a hundred percent voyeurism, or at least that's the impression I get. And that's the thing is, um, I am pretty darn happy with where I've ended up. You know, I, life is not perfect, but it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. You know, I, I, I've, I'm set up pretty nice. Like, and, and on the one side, like, I don't want to appear in any way, shape, or form to be a, bra a braggart about it. On the other side, though, I know that I like things a lot. And I know that if I met up with some high school pal or, or maybe like acquaintance, you know, from high school, and it turns out that they've, they're making $11 billion a year and, you know, show up in three different Ferraris or something like that, you know, I would certainly be jealous. And, and that would, like, what good does that serve for me? You know what I mean? Like, what I don't, I don't, I guess in the end of the day, especially with it being what, three, 400 miles from where I'm sitting right now, like, what is the justification for all that travel, all that effort, all that time, all that money to go see people that honestly. Because yeah, you would have to go across the country, right? I mean, yeah, it's, uh, the, well, you know, I'd have to go up the Eastern seaboard. I'm kind of splitting hairs here, but effectively, yes, it, it's a, you know, it's an eight hour drive. Yeah. It's a plane ride. If I wanted to go that route, you know, what do I do with the kids? I'm not going to bring the kids and what do I do with them? And it's just, and even if I went solo, like that I'm going solo and that's kind of weird and awkward. And it's, it's just very it's, funny I, to me how like you, you reject what I said. Well, because it, it, to an American across the country implies like east to west, generally speaking, or west to east. And I know. I'm, I'm just going a few hours you, up the seaboard. You just don't want to make it sound like you're too far away from, from New York anymore. I, I understand. Uh, it's probably a little of that, too, if I'm honest. <laughs> a little oh, calm, a little calm. Bay. You and your uh, friends, you know? Yep, yep, <laughs> you all uh, want to be in New York. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm New York uh, until I it, die over here. Yeah, something like that. Hey, but, uh, no, I'm podcasting then, here. <laughs> hey, well, what are you going to do about it? Uh, but anyway, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I just it, it struck me, not odd, but it just struck me that I, like, really don't care. <laughs> and I think that's okay. It might even be healthy. But, um, but yeah, I, I, it's just, it's weird. And a part of me does wish, uh, well, maybe wish strong. A part of me would like to be there. A part of me would like to see these people just to kind of see, you know, oh, mm. these are people that were important to me to some degree for four years of my life, a very important four years of my life, a transformative four years of my life. But I think I'm just fine here. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. And and as it turns out, I'm going to be traveling when this is happening. And I'd much rather be doing the thing I'm doing with my family rather than going to Connecticut and reliving the glory days. You know what I mean? 
So I don't know. I'm glad I wanted a vibe check on that as well, I guess. And so this is the episode of vibe checks. Well, I might not be the right person to vibe check against because it's like no. I've never had interest in these things. Yeah. Um, you you said about, you know, I don't know what it was that triggered this in my mind, but I heard you say the other day on ATP that you've been self-employed for five years now. Mm-hmm. It that's, was... that's wild. Well, because think of it this you way. Sure you're correct. So, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me ask you. Uh, first of all, happy anniversary, because if you recall, I quit my job and well, I, I now I resigned and you know, yep. worked through the end of June. And then I think I worked for the first day or two of July so I could carry healthcare through the end of July because America stinks. Anyways, the very first thing I did as a free man, if you will, was fly to England and help you get married. So how help long me. has it been that you've how long have you been married? It's been five years, hasn't it? <laughs> I just want to go back a second. What role did you play in my wedding? <laughs> is it, like you know, a... <laughs> I, it is a supportive role. Tour I was guide. there for emo- emotional support. I am yes. an excellent tour guide, even though I know nothing about London. Uh, I can walk backwards like the best of them. But yes. uh, I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to call me on that uh, turn of phrase, and I was hoping you were going to let it slide slide right by. But no, <laughs> seems not. Uh, but anyways, but yeah. So we went to London for. Um, for for our first, I remember like, big now because I remember yeah. how much how uncomfortable you were with spending the money, right? Which I understand, right? Because it's like, oh, I've quit my job and now I'm going to spend all this money to go across the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I and looking back at it, looking back at it in hindsight, I am so glad that we spent the money and we got you know like somewhat fancy plane tickets. And I'm so glad we did it then, when for a brief window of time I was still carrying, I think, another salary for another few weeks. Um, I'm really, really glad we did that. It was a once in a lifetime experience. I'm glad we went. I'm glad that we were there to help with, <clears throat> uh, participate to, in, to I mean, uh, view, uh, view, your, view your wedding. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for that trip now, but it was stressing me out. That's when, good. Cause uh, now I can, when I, I can judge it. the two important things in my life, like on the same time frame. Yeah, what, me quitting? <laughs> yeah, you becoming self-employed and my wedding anniversary. Indeed, they're, they're all intertwined. And actually, just very briefly, since we're, since we're uh, talking about all this, it occurred to me that when I left my job, I'd said to you, I'd said to anyone who would listen, you know, my goal is to make it until Declan's in kindergarten. In kindergarten. You know, at yeah. that point, you know, I, I would still rather be self-employed through Michaela entering kindergarten, but at least I was there for Declan, you know, when he was was at home and before mm-hmm. he leaves all the time. Now, as it ends up, his kindergarten was at home because COVID, but <laughs> I made it. You did it. You, you did I it. I did it. You know, uh, just, oh, no. Are you responsible? Casey, well, yeah, no. Yeah, that, 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 that was it. It was all my fault. Did you speak um, to a genie? <laughs> you had like the monkey's paw situation? Yeah, I want to exactly be at home it. with my son. Oh, yeah, I can it, give that to you. I opened up the floorboards in the kitchen and little did I know. Uh, yep. But no, uh, but then my stretch goal, my reach goal was, hey, I wonder if I could make it till Michaela is in kindergarten. Well, ask me, Mike, what happens next month? Does Michaela actually go to kindergarten? Yes, she actually, and short of another COVID coming, short of COVID-23, which I shouldn't even joke about, yeah. then yes, uh, she'll be going to kindergarten next month. And so, not to say, not to count my chickens yet, but Joe, we did it. We, we did made it, it. Yeah, That's quite it, cool, Joe. man. And I guess now it's just like, it just is, right? Yeah. And I mean, obviously there's stress all the time. You know, I'm trying to launch a new app. I'm trying to 
uh, offset the absolutely crumbling advertising market, which you know about even more than I do. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's absolutely. I mean, we're in a different situation. We're set up differently. Yeah. It is a tougher time, but we wouldn't describe it as crumbling. Well, if anything, fair. I think I'm, it's starting to improve again. But well, and I, I think I'm also being a little dramatic because hello, yeah. have we met? But yeah. um, but nevertheless, uh, you know, it's stressful, but. I sitting here now, I wouldn't trade it. And I hope that I can retire this way. I don't expect to, I like to think I'm still employable. You know, the joke is after you've worked for yourself for about three months, you're completely and utterly unemployable forevermore. Yeah. I don't think I'm quite unemployable. I think it would be an adjustment for sure, but I, I don't think I'm unemployable. I might be at this point. I think I might be. It, it's, I think it's possible for you. I, mm. I, and I don't mean that in a nasty way at all. I, I, I mean, I think you've been the boss and you've lived mm-hmm. a very different, more involved, for lack of a better word, life than I have. And again, none of this I mean in a disparaging way at all. Um, I, think, I think it's just you've lived uh, a very different experience. And I think it would be harder for you to be a, a cog in the machine again. <laughs> I mean, I always um, struggle to people telling me what to do. And then no one talk, <laughs> can tell me what to do for like... 10 years so that's yeah, not gonna exactly. help matt this is yeah that's not gonna that's not gonna work but anyways uh but yeah i'm 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 proud of honestly i'm proud of me and i'm proud you of you be. and me um i'm proud Very that we've cool. both been you know, going on this journey together if you recall listeners on analog episode one you had a big boy job i had a big boy job mm-hmm. i did not have any children is that right because it was august Correct. of 14 um so yeah a lot of changes a lot of changes throughout the run of the show because we recorded that special episode mm-hmm. about the upcoming birth of your son yeah yeah so it's been it's been a heck of a ride and i'm extremely thankful for it and i'm extremely thankful as i say probably too much but it means so much to me and that's why i keep saying it you know i'm so thankful for the listeners of this show of atp of all of mike's other shows Uh, i'm doubly thankful to those who are participate in the membership programs for relay for this show for mike's shows for atp Mm -hmm. i mean truly truly the reason i get to do the things i do is because of the people that are listening to these words right now it really is and, and, and I'm extremely thankful and I hope that I, and I, and I think you and I do a pretty good job of this, but I hope that you and I and, and, and Steven and Marco and John, I hope we never lose sight of that fact that it's because of the time that, that you folks are willing to spend with us. And because of the, the links that you click on, even just to look at what, you know, ExpressVPN is offering as an example, it's because of that, that we get to do this thing that we love doing so very much. And we're, we're thankful for it. So thank you, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Head on over to Squarespace right now and you will find the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Maybe you want to be uh, independently employed. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, services, or the content that you create. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. With Squarespace, you'll be confident that you can stand out in any inbox with also Squarespace email campaigns. We spend all this time talking about the websites you can make on Squarespace, but it's not just websites. They have so much other stuff, including email campaigns. You can encourage visitors to your site to sign up as email subscribers and start them on a journey to becoming loyal customers. Just start with an email template and customize it by applying your brand ingredients like site colors and logo. Plus, built-in analytics measure the impact of every send. You can sell your products in an online store on Squarespace. Whether you sell physical or digital goods, they have the tools you need to start selling online. And these customers can get flexible payment options. You can make checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and offer customers the ability to buy now and pay later with services like Afterpay and Clearpay. 
go and check out Squarespace for yourself today. I've been using them, you know, we're talking about time. I've been using Squarespace for projects for over 15 years, and it's where I go when I want to put something online. And you should go check it out for yourself right now. Go to squarespace.com slash analog to sign up for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash analog and use the code analog to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash analog and the code analog when you decide to sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Mike, I have a weird question for you. Do oh, yeah. You, do you use, I was going to say do not disturb, but I'll, I, I should be more broad. Do you use focus modes at all? And if so, do you use them a lot, a little? Do you, do you, can you give me like a nickel tour of your focus mode agenda? Oh, yeah, baby. I'm all over the focus modes. tell me more it's currently in a focus mode it's in my recording focus Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have do not disturb and sleep right they're Mm -hmm. the obvious ones Uh, my do not disturb comes on around midnight and then sleep kicks in a little bit after that Um, Mm -hmm. vacation weekend Travel. Oh, you you are all over focus and recording. Modes. Holy yeah, I So I have vacation. I manually set that one when I'm on holiday, and it just like takes a bunch of work apps off my home screens. Like so, also most of these have home screens that are attached to like turned off, turned on, and so like the vacation one, it kind of like sets me up with like different widgets and different apps that are more relevant mm. to the trip that I'm on. I always mm-hmm. leave a space free on that home screen to add a relevant apps. Like when we go to Disney, I put the Disneyland app on there, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, weekend activates every weekend, and again, it's more like taking work apps off my phone and uh, like just I don't see them on my home screen so much. Uh, what else do I have? I have uh, travel, which is um, it. One of the things that when I enable this, it turns on low power mode and also um, puts like flighty widgets on the home screen and my airline app on the home screen. And then I have recording, where recording just it basically shuts off everyone getting in contact with me except my wife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You are you are deeper into this than I am. Yeah, um, very so much. I, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's so, so I many had, home screens that I have to. That are, <laughs> that's that's true. Um, so I had a bit of an epiphany uh, slash apostrophe uh, that I I feel like I am beholden to my phone too often when left to my own devices. Right. Oh, well, generally speaking, I, I'm, I don't know how to say this without sounding like full of myself, but I get in in I send and receive a lot of text messages during the day. A lot of my friends are not local and so this is the primary way we keep up with each other. Um I don't think I'm uniquely popular by any stretch of the imagination. It's just it so happens that I get a lot of text messages and also it kind of all hours of the day and night because a lot of my friends are overseas. Hello. Um so I it occurred to me that I'm 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 very bad at resisting the call of my phone, you know, in in the sense of if I see a text message come in, if I feel my watch do a, you know, buzz, buzz or whatever, I am going to look at it because I have no self-control. And this has been an occasional issue within the family that, that, you know, sometimes they feel like I'm not paying attention to them, which a lot of times I think is probably true. And I've been trying to work on doing better about that sort of thing. And a couple of months back, this actually, this has been in the show notes for probably a few months now. And I, um, we just keep not having time to talk about it, but somewhere between a couple and a few months back, I decided to try something new and try to make my phone 
less of a push device and more of a pull device. Mm. And I think what you've the, the, what you have orchestrated in your own setup sounds in very in very similar in, in many ways. And so I had created a while ago a focus that I call personal. And what that basically means is accepting people that I either really, really care about or are work-related, everyone else goes away. Because I want to know if you say something to me of both sides of the coin, both for work and personal reasons. And so you're, you would break through. Adina would break through. My, my you know, Aaron would break through. My immediate family when I was growing up, they would break through. Marco and John, um, Elaine, who does ad sales for us. And that's basically it. That's basically everyone. Anyone else, even people that I really, 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 really like, they don't break through because I don't want to know about what anyone else is saying until it's my time to pick up my phone and yep. look at it. You know yeah, what I mean? And I do a little bit of this, like depending on the um, the the focus like mm-hmm. mode, you know, mm-hmm. like it, I'm mostly doing the uh, in everything blocked except this or it actually it yeah. depends. Yeah. It depends on the on the like tr- weekend and vacation. They block work apps from notifying me. Um, mm-hmm. like they just like collect them up in the little summary on the lock screen. Fitness is my most aggressive with fitness. No one can contact me if I'm in my fitness focus, like at all. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense, and I don't blame you for that uh, in any way, shape, or form. But this focus that I call personal, I'd originally set it up, I think, for you know occasional use when I would decide, oh, maybe I'm working on something. Maybe I'm out at dinner or something like that. And I, and I would deliberately choose to enter the personal focus mode. And then after a while, I realized, okay, I'm, I'm also doing bad about this on the occasions that I would take Michaela to swim practice. And it occurred to me, well, wait a second. Her, or her swim lessons are at a particular location that I'm very rarely at unless it's for swim. I can do a location-based focus. And so like a year ago, I set her swim school to automatically turn on the personal focus and then turn it off when I leave. And I think that did a really good job of helping me pay more attention. And it's not that I'm not interested in what she's doing, but I, I, again, I'm, I'm a slave to my phone. When it buzzes, I answer. You know, when it says jump, I ask how high. And so uh, by not notifying me, it helps me a lot. It's similar to you with Mastodon and, and screen time limits and things like that. It helps you a lot. So what I've ended up doing over the last few months is take that personal mode and when it used to be used for like a couple hours around dinner time and a couple hours around breakfast time and, and you know, maybe when I'm, you know, at, at swim lessons or whatever, now it's on all the time. Basically, anytime I'm awake, unless it's like the little window of time that I'm almost always by myself working. Other than that, basically, anytime I'm around my family, it should automatically come on. And I am still not perfect with using my phone at times that I shouldn't be using it. I tell you what, it's gotten a lot better. I, th- I really feel mm-hmm. like it has gotten way, way, way better. And it's so nice to feel like my phone works for me rather than the other way around. I'm assuming you're having these also linked to your watch, right? So your watch yes, is going yes. into the same mm-hmm. modes. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. And and of course, that kind of you know brings the question, well, why bother with the watch at all if that's in no, in no small part of notifications device? And I think that's fair, but sometimes I like to at least glance at the things that have come in on my watch. You know, I like to swipe down and see what's there and see if I care about any of it. So um, we can leave a conversation about the Apple Watch for another time. But I really like that I've been able to like synthetically create self-control because I don't have any of my own. I don't have it naturally. And, and it's been really helpful for me. And 
I, I bring this up not as much for you, Mike, but for listeners, you know, if you also struggle with this sort of thing, you'd be surprised how, how wonderful and it, it can be to just limit who can poke through, you know, who can break through the firewall to just a handful of people and a handful of apps, which I, you know, do something similar from, with apps as well. And, um, and, and then everything else is just put aside until you are ready. And I really, really dig that. And I just wanted to put, put that out there as a thought technology that, you know, may be useful for someone else. Yeah, I think that focus modes really only became useful, like truly useful um, this past, like iOS 16, mm-hmm. because that was when they enabled the ability for you to say, like, everything's good except these things. Well, when it started, you had to yes, be like, nothing's right. good yes, except yes. these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that made it pretty complicated and unreliable. Like I found it to be kind of like an unreliable system in that way because I, I've, I, I felt like if, you know any new app or new contact that I add to my phone, I have to also remember to put them in all yeah, the focus. Yeah, so yeah. like the only focus mode that I was using was do not disturb, right? Because that was just the one that existed. Mm, mm. Um, I think I was using my recording one too because that was how I set it up. If like it was everything's blocked except this, um, and like the recording one's particularly good for me because it also moves over. Like it stays in sync with my Mac as well, right? So like yeah, when I'm yeah, recording, yeah. like I'm not getting any notifications. Um, but now like with iOS 16, they made it better, and they also made it that it could tie in with the home screen uh, stuff turning on and off, and like. Yeah, all of that is just like super, super good. Like I'm, I'm, I, I really, really like the feature. Obviously, because I, I use it a bunch, and it's one of these features that I like. You, I started with like one, and then I started having different ideas for different kinds of things that I might want, and so then I started adding them in like differently, and like they're being triggered. There's some like automatic triggers. Like for me, the fitness one is turned on or off whenever I do certain types of workouts. Yeah, because yeah. what I don't want. Like, because the way it's done is like whenever you're working out. Because if I'm walking and it's picked up a workout, I don't want it to be then. So you could set up mm-hmm. a personal automation, which I think I did in shortcuts. Yep. Where that, yep, I've done the same thing. If it detects like um, functional strength or rowing or there's one other I don't remember, then uh, it it will turn on the the focus mode. And quick aside there, what's what's really nice about the, doing the focus modes and the and the fitness uh kicking off things mm-hmm. and an automation based on fitness, generally speaking a lot of the workouts I do are video based, you know, and it, we're about to talk about Fitbot for example. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to do Fitbot or something like that, then I w- will typically be doing that downstairs in the living room and I'm going to want the fan on and the light on and so on and so forth. And you can actually set the automation to interact with HomeKit and say, oh, if you see a specific kind of workout, this is what you were saying a second ago, not only you know can you switch to a different focus mode or whatever, but you can also say, oh, go ahead and turn on the fan. So it's just automatic anytime you start like a, you know, a functional strength training uh, workout, which is super cool too. So, and yeah, and I guess with the, if you're using your phone for those kinds of video workouts, then you've got it right in front of you. So it'd be yeah. even more, you can't actually put it away. Like you can't put it yeah. to the side. <laughs> And like that was exactly. the thing for me with like setting up my fitness workout is that whenever I'm doing these workouts, like I'm using my watch and like my watch is an important part of what I'm doing. Yeah, like I'm yeah, using yeah. it to track my heart rate and all that kind of stuff. So I don't want every time I look at it to be like bugged by a message or an email or whatever. So yeah, I think focus modes are a very powerful technology. 
but it took them a couple of years to get it right. But I'm really happy that this was unlike a lot of things that Apple ships where like they do it one year and then don't touch it. Like they introduced it and then made it significantly better the next year. So they did the right thing by that one, I think. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think perhaps the takeaway from this more than anything else is if you haven't looked at focus modes since they you know first dropped, like you said, a couple of years ago, you might want to poke around in there and try again because there's there's a lot there and it's gotten much better and easier to deal with. Yeah, there is an episode of Cortex where mm, mm-hmm. we go into it quite a bit. There's all, I mean, we're touching it a lot. So I'll have to see if I can try and dig it out, like which one it was specifically, uh, because we still, obviously we talk about focus modes and our state of the apps and stuff, but I think there was a, there was an episode where we did it in a bit more detail. I'll try and find it. And if I can, uh, I'll put it in the show notes. All right, cool. This episode is brought to you by FitBod. When you're looking to change your fitness level, it can be hard to know where to get started, which is why I'm pleased to let you know that FitBod is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan just for you. Everybody has their own fitness path, and that is why FitBod uses data to make sure they customize things to suit you exactly. They use a powerful algorithm to learn about you, your goals, and training ability to create a custom dynamic program based on your experience and any equipment you have available. This is all inside of an app that makes it super easy to learn how to perform every exercise. Superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to your unique body experience, environment, and goals. Muscles improve when working in concerts with the, in concert with the entire musculoskeletal system. So overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact results. That's why FitBod tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout routine. By making sure they mix up muscle groups with exercises, sets, reps, and weight over time, FitBod serves to increase your overall strength and keep your body sharp. This also keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun, but mixing up your workouts with new exercises. This part's so important to me. Keeping things new and engaging and fun and different and exciting. That really helps me a lot. Doing the same exercises over and over and over again, like watching one YouTube video and just doing that, like I did not enjoy that at all. FitBod is much more my speed. The FitBod app is easy to use. They have over 1,400 HD video tutorials shot from multiple angles to make sure that learning every exercise is a breeze. You can keep track of your achievements and personal bests with FitBod's progress tracking charts, and it integrates with your Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatch, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive. FitBod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year, but you can get a fantastic 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me analog. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash analog. That is fitbod.me slash analog for 25% off your membership. Well, thanks to FitBod for their support of this show and Relay FM. You want to do some recommendations? You know I do. Excellent. Uh, for me, it is mostly music uh, in one book. Uh, I've been reading the uh, a book by a guy by the name of Andy Cohen who is... Uh, how would I describe him? He's like a reality TV producer slash kind of host. Um, he's big on the Bravo network and there are a handful of shows on there that Aaron and I watch. They are by and large straight filth and trash, but you know, we enjoy them nonetheless. Uh, he wrote a book uh, called daddy diaries, which mm. I thought was just kind of like observations about being a relatively new dad. Um, he is a single guy 
Um, he, I don't know what happened with his son because I'm, I'm not too familiar with, you know, he's done other books like this before, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but he had a son at the beginning of the book and then, uh, had a daughter via surrogate, I believe, um, during the course of the book. And it's actually like a legit diary. You know, he's, he has an entry for every day and it's his diary. I mean, obviously stuff that he's willing to share with the world, but I did not realize that going in, even despite the title, maybe I'm a dope, but that being said, it's actually been pretty enjoyable. I enjoy Andy Cohen. Um, I think he's very smart and very funny, and the book has been a pretty good read. I mean, if you had said to me that I would enjoy reading somebody else's diary, I would have laughed at you and said, wow, weird. Uh, but I've actually enjoyed it, especially if you are living the uh, child life when, and you know, it makes you feel better about the, you know, the times that you really uh, not hated your kid, but really was not a fan of your <laughs> kid for a little while. So um, that's, that's pretty fun. Uh, then three pieces of music. Um, Connor Price, I see pushed to me via Instagram reels constantly. He is an actor and uh, I guess producer slash rapper uh, based out of Canada, I believe. Um, he has done a bunch of like you know singles and uh, came out very recently with an EP that I should have put in the show notes or a short album that I should have put in the show notes. And I didn't because I am not smart, but I will look it up and vamp while I look it up. But anyways, he did a thing, uh, a um, collaboration with another guy, I think actually in Virginia, although I don't know who this fellow is. It is called Till Next Time. And I don't have the other artist's name in front of me. Uh, oh, Nick D. There we go. So it's uh, the whole album is like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. It's like it, it's eight songs. Most of them are one to two minutes long. So this is not. Oh, I'm sorry. The whole album, 15 minutes there. It says it right there. Um, this is not high art, but it's enjoyable. And they're really good, uh, fun songs. He also did an album uh, earlier in the year called Spin the Globe. And if you were to believe what he puts on Instagram, he would literally spin a globe, stick his finger on a country and then put out a call for like, hey, if you're a musician in this country and want to collaborate, let's do it. And so this other album, Spin the Globe, is a series of collaborations with Connor Price and a bunch of other artists from around the world. It's really quite cool. So uh, check that out if you're interested. This is maybe a little more esoteric. Uh, the Last Great Traffic Jam. This is a band called Traffic, uh, which I grew up on. My dad is like a super fan of Traffic. Uh, this album is from 2005. Somehow I stumbled on it recently. It's really, really good. If you like kind of classic rock, but with a little bit of jam band kind of jamminess improvisation flavor, uh, really, really good album. Check that out. And then finally, uh, I can't bring up music without bringing up the Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band, Friday Night Concert Series. If you happen to be a SiriusXM subscriber, uh, this is satellite radio here in the States. Uh, most Friday nights at about 7 or 8 o'clock Eastern, uh, they will simulcast uh, the Dave Matthews concert that is being performed that very evening. At, they will simulcast it live. And uh, so if you're interested in the Dave Matthews band at all in any way, shape or form, uh, I suggest you check it out. They're, they're, I've listened to all of these from this summer. They're good, but not stellar. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like Marco in that I'm, I'm all in on the 15 to 20 minute Dave Matthews songs in the same way that Marco loves the 30 to 60 minute fish songs. Uh, but nevertheless, there's not been that many of these this this summer, which is a little bit of a bummer for me, but arguably makes it more approachable. So yeah, so that's uh, one book, three pieces of music. If you're interested, music is so good, Mike. But it's so good. I I always try and be better with music. I'm bad with music. I enjoy music. Tell but me more. I'm really bad at it. In what sense? Like finding new music, listening to it at all. Tell listening me more. to music, finding really? new okay. music. I'm not so fussed about. Like okay. I know that it's a it is important to a lot of people, but like I, 
I know the music I like and I know the bands that I like and I'm kind of happy to be mostly set and things come in like I, and new bands mm-hmm. pop into my purview every time but like I'm not super focused on it like even my wife is right like mm-hmm. Adina listens to her Spotify new music playlist all the time and she finds new yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and sometimes I hear these songs and they break through and I look up this artist and they get into my life like that's one of the ways yeah. that that happens I also have like Federico Vitici, John Voorhees they have the same oh, situation yeah. yep, yep, where like yep, yep, they're yep. big new music people and they share stuff with me um, and I'm like oh this is really good and then it gets added in but I I just don't listen to music as much as I wish that I did like one of the things that I am happy about is our house now has more music in it in general, right? That was like one of the goals of getting the Sonos system is like to have more music so at home. Good. But so I'm good. here at the studio most of the time and I'm not doing uh, it. So yeah, I, I yeah. need to, I, I, I know I need to get better at it and I'm not so good at it. Like w- one thing that was good for me recently is so for our fifth anniversary, we went to a festival, like a day festival. Oh, nice. And it was like, three bands from 2010 basically <laughs> that were doing this thing it was great like i loved it like three bands that i love have loved Which for years they? uh the vaccines the wombats and two-door cinema club you probably don't uh, know any of these bands which is i fine. know two-door cinema they had a hit that broke through here yeah they're the biggest and they, they kind of headlined the thing it was effectively their thing and they had like the other bands in it and and it was just it was awesome and so because of that like i was listening to this like playlist that i put together of their music because I wanted to make sure I was like fully refreshed. So what I did was I, you know, I went to Apple Music. I went to their like the Essentials playlist for each of those bands and just took them all, put them into one big playlist um, and named mm-hmm. it after the event and was just listening to that for a few weeks a lot. That's cool. Because I had like a purpose. Um, but I'm bad at just like putting music on and just having it on. So uh, we've probably talked about this in the past, um, but I grew up in a household that music was constantly playing. And so surprise, surprise, I am leading to some degree. I am in a household now where I've created a household, I guess is the word I'm looking for, um, where music is constantly playing. And if I'm working, I'm either listening to a podcast or there's music. If we're eating, we're quietly listening to music. If we're just goofing off around the house, music is playing. And that's, that's more me than anyone else in the house. I think Aaron does. She certainly doesn't mind it, but she doesn't reach for music in the same way I do. But because I grew up with music just constantly on, I, I maybe it's a subconscious like comfort thing. I don't know. I don't feel like that's the case, but one way or another, I feel like I, I just prefer to have some sort of music playing. It's just, that's, that's to me like the default steady state. You know, I don't have mm-hmm. tinnitus or tinnitus, whatever it's called. You know, it's not one of those things. It's just, I don't know. I just prefer to have some sort of music on in the background. And so, yeah, the Sonos system, especially after, as we've added a couple of more speakers so that we've, we can now stretch beyond just the downstairs, you know, we've got the downstairs, the porch, my office and the bedroom all have, you know, at least one speaker in them. And it's, it's been tremendous. Uh, if you if you have the money for a Sono system, because they, that stuff is expensive, but golly, it's so good. It's so so good. What do I need for the home? How do you mean? I, I want to get the stuff for our home theater set up. Oh, oh, okay. So then you would you would probably want you know it, knowing you uh, you would want an arc which is their sound bar. <laughs> no, because, because you're not going to go half-butted to use a Markoism. You're no, gonna go, I might. Mm-hmm. I might go beam over Okay, arc. that's fair. Mm-hmm. Just because the fair. arc is so big. <laughs> I don't, it is, it I don't is actually large. know if I have the space for that. The arc is quite large, but you would, want, you would want, at the very minimum, you would want an arc or beam and a sub. Now, depending on the size of your space, you might be able to get a sub mini, 
Um, I've heard they're very, very, very good, although I've not actually heard one. If I'm going to do a sub, I'm going to do a sub mini. I'm still worried about the amount of lo- na- noise that a sub will generate. Uh, that's understandable. The Sono sub is not, pr- I have, I have the sub gen three, which is the big one. It's, um, it's not terribly boomy unless, you know, there's an absolute need for it to be, you know, it's not excessively boomy is I guess the way I should put it. Um, if it's against a shared wall, like, because no, your house is a freestanding house now, isn't it? Or do you share a wall with somebody? Only on one side. And unfortunately the shared wall is where the TV is. Oh, my mistake. Okay. The, so that's well, what I mean, I'm worried about. Well, consider though, that you could put the sub anywhere because low frequencies like that mm. you don't really pinpoint in the same way you do you know speaking or something along those lines okay. so you could very well put the sub behind the couch for all you if, assuming yeah. your space permits it um but anyways you would want at the very least you want a sound bar and a sub without the sub i think the sound bars are kind of garbage what sound bar do you the have sub, the arc and it's it's large i'll be the first to tell you it's as wide it's- as our tv and we have a fifth or 55 inch uh, LG TV from a few years ago. Yeah, I'm not. I am actually not sure. I have the physical space for. That's fair. Because we have this like cut out below the TV. Ah, okay. Mm. And like, I don't think it's big enough to put the arc in. I think I'm probably gonna go with a beam. You could wall mount it, but if I were in your I shoes, I'd probably do, do the same thing. I yeah, don't yeah. Do that. We're wall mounting the TV, which I'm not happy about realistically. Like, but it's actually <laughs> wall mounted at a height that I find to be acceptable. So. Uh, well, I can't throw stones on that issue. Mine is, according to most people, on the ceiling. It isn't, but that's what most people think. Yeah, your TV's high. It's high. <laughs> but hey, look, so many people do it. If it works for you, that's great. I don't like it. I don't like no, to look fair. up. Yeah, no, it's totally fair. You are unquestionably correct. It's just it doesn't bother me like like it does with other people. But like when I go to the when I go to the Sonos website, right? They're like they mm-hmm. really want me to get two speakers too. I don't think that's necessary at all. Well, okay, what? Mm, this can go on for a long time. How about let's put this aside maybe for a minute and then let's do your recommendations. We'll come back to this. Is that fair? Because this, can, this <laughs> okay. can go on for a minute. This can go on for a minute. So let's do your recommendations. Ava Elementary. I've heard of this. So I good. I haven't tried it though. Is it good? It is a throwback to the 30 minute sitcom. Like I genuinely, oh, okay. mm. I love this show. I can't believe it gets, it's made because it's so like, if it's like The Office, right? Like it's just like it's a thirty-minute sitcom. It's like a situation comedy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is a kind of like uh, mockumentary style. What is a mockumentary about school? And like mm-hmm. it's really funny, but it's thirty minutes long. Like I love it. Yeah. But I almost kind of can't believe that in twenty twenty three someone's making this show because it felt like these kinds of shows were dead. But yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Abbott Elementary, and I want to recommend Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah, you know, I have only seen the first one, maybe two Mission Impossible movies, and it's not that I didn't like them. I did like them, but I feel like in the same way with Fast and Furious for very different reasons. I feel like I should go back and like rewatch. You should because we the did Mission it. Impossible ones. We watched all of them this and year. They mostly stand up. Is yes. that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're a bit up and down, but the more recent yeah. ones are fantastic. And this movie was really good. I had a great time. We saw it on IMAX, which is big IMAX. Mm. Loved it. Well, and That's I just awesome. wanted to give an addendum to this. It's just like seeing movies in theaters is awesome. And that is my recommendation <laughs> to seeing movies in theaters. Yeah, no, I are, agree with that. As the kids would say, eating right now when it comes to movies in theaters. Like, is th- That's what the kids are saying these days? God, I am old. Well, I think, or feasting. I might have okay. said the wrong thing. I think I meant to say feasting, but I'll say eating. Uh, it's, <laughs> gr- it's a great time for movies in theaters, right? So you've got Mission Impossible. And then we're going into Barbenheimer, right? I'm going to see both of those. <laughs> it took me a second. I'm with you now. <laughs> going to see Bob. I'm, we're prioritized. We're we're a Barbie priority household. We're seeing Barbie yeah, first. Yeah, 
which yep. I, we both want to do. And uh, we're going to see Oppenheimer. What I'm excited about of Oppenheimer specifically is we are seeing the 70 millimeter IMAX version, which I nice. am really excited about. I don't really know what that means, but everyone tells me it's good and it's like not in a lot of places, <laughs> but we have a yeah, theater yeah. in the UK that's doing it. It's actually the same th- same IMAX theater I just saw Mission Impossible in. So yeah, I'm I'm digging movies in theaters right now. Go to the cinema, big bucket of popcorn, great time. Love seeing movies in theaters. No, I, I agree. We we've taken the kids a couple of times. I saw uh, what is it, Wakanda Forever, in the theaters with uh, a good friend of mine, um, and that was really cool. The only problem with that was it just so happened that the left rear channel was just deafeningly loud, and we happened to be se- seated in the back left corner of the yeah, theater. Yeah, you got to go so that to, was a, not to a good a good one. Yeah. yeah, and we we have okay theaters in Richmond. Um, there's an Alamo Draft House actually in Charlottesville, which is about an hour west of us. And I have said to Aaron, you know, I actually th- tried to pitch her on going and seeing Guardians I- at the Alamo while my my while the kids were at my parents, and we didn't end up doing it for a couple of reasons. But nevertheless, I, I really want to get her to an Alamo Draft House because the only time I had been was speaking of Mike and weddings and things was at your uh, stag do slash bachelor party, and we saw what was it Endgame? No, or? we saw Infinity War. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because I distinctly remember, like, just feel we were all just super bummed out. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, that was sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's very. I true. wished. I wished we saw Endgame together oh, in that. That would have been that incredible. Movie. My God, that would have been incredible. I mean, they're both great, but Endgame. Agreed. All right, let's talk Sonos for a minute uh, uh, before we before we go. All right, so here's the thing. So what Sonos wants you to do is if you go to their home theater, you know, yep. to go to shop and then home theater, the Super Baller Money No Object version is all the way at the bottom, the ultimate immersive set with arc. Okay. So well, I'm that's not going that far. No, 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 no. I'm not getting so that's the kind of, era 300. So that's kind of what I have, except I the, the two speakers on either side of the subwoofer, those are the new era 300s, and I have the old one, the O-N-E, the, the, the one speaker. No, no, no. Um, the, the one has been replaced by the era 100. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. That's correct. The era 300 is like two play fives. Yes, you're right. I'm, you're exactly right. So anyway, this is the like the the era 300 support Atmos to some degree in the rear. You know, the arc supports it in the front. Then you got the big sub. That's the like baller ridiculous version. What I would recommend for you is uh, is to start with either the premium entertainment set with arc. Or if you were, if you think the beam is a better choice, which I totally understand, especially if you wanted the small sub, uh, the entertainment set with beam. So there's the beam and the sub, and that would get you really good. I, I mean, I haven't heard a beam myself, but I assume it would get you really, really good sound. And and you have the subwoofer, and all you have is those two speakers. That's all yeah. you really need. But Here's if you my wanted, thing. <laughs> Here's yeah, go my ahead. Thing. I have so the, the we the, the previous owners did this, and it's great. They they took a wall. They cut a recess in the wall for the TV. Uh, Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. They cut mm-hmm. two recesses on either side of the TV. They had lights in them, but they will fit speakers in them. Yeah. See, that's the thing is that if you're going Sonos, they don't really believe in front speakers like that. On it. Which, which is a common complaint for the record. Um, why, so, do, why do they live that way? Why? Why because can't it's soundbar. Yeah, it's soundbar. That's yeah, the soundbar. Yeah, I still want to have a soundbar, but could I have a no. soundbar in the two front? Nope. nope. Why? Because Sonos. That's, Tell that's me the, why. Ain't nothing. But uh, no, anyway, um, th- that's just the way it works. And I agree with you. It's a bummer. Um, but yeah, you can't do you can't do it that way. Now, what you could do is if you wanted to, you could stick like a couple of Aero 100s or Aero 300s in there and use that as a separate 
room effectively. So you could use that for like just ambient music, but then you wouldn't no, get the benefit of the have, subwoofer. We have we have the Aero 100 in the kitchen because it's one room, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need more music speakers in that part of the house. So the, yeah, so then uh, you're not gonna you're gonna have to put lamps or trinkets or tchotchkes in those two slots, unfortunately. Darn but it. But uh, what I would recommend, nevertheless, is the premium, or excuse me, the entertainment set with Beam, which again is the Beam and the Sub Mini. And then you could choose to add either two Era 100s, or if you really want to go nuts, two Era 300s as rear speakers if you wanted full surround. But that is completely optional. We can't do rear. Like, we just don't have the space to do then rear don't speakers. Even bother. Yeah, then don't even bother. Uh, then I would say your premium, or what? I keep losing it. I'm sorry. The. Where did it go? Yeah, it's, it's the one that's got the sub mini and the and the beam. Yep. Entertainment set with beam. As we sit here recording today, it lists for $928, but apparently you save $45 and it's $883, which is a crap ton of money for two speakers. I'll be the first to tell you. But oh, it's so good. Especially once you have like, you know, the ecosystem because you said you have a couple of eras around the house or other, you know, Sona speakers around the house. Don't you have yeah. a move somewhere or something like that? Or a Yeah, but that's that will move. <laughs> <laughs> we're Fair. currently using the move as our like tv speaker it ah, just sits okay. behind us on the windowsill but like that's not wouldn't work for two yeah yeah so yeah i i would just you know what that's what we do is the move is in the office and it i genuinely do pick it up and move it around from time to time and then the roam is in the bedroom and so that gives us not uh, well actually the move is very good the roam is surprisingly good graded on the curve for the size of the speaker that the Rome is, you know, for a small speaker, it is stunningly good sound, but it's never going to be great because it's so darn small. Anyway. So the, the, the Rome is in the bedroom that gives us bedroom music. The, the one gives us office music. The office and the bedroom are on opposite ends of the upper floor. So between the two of them, you have effectively gotten the whole upstairs. And then the porch is on a, um, a port, a Sonos port, you know, connected to speakers that are in the porch and, you know, then the the living room entertainment center, which covers the kitchen as well. So it's nice. The Sonos stuff is good. But, yeah, I would I would recommend going with the uh, entertainment set. That's the Rome and the Sub. And I'm assuming I couldn't use, like, two front-facing speakers and a subwoofer. Like, their subwoofers don't work with this uh, anything other than their soundbars, right? That is correct, to the best of my knowledge, yeah. That is the one thing that everyone hates about Sonos. That and the cost. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's our that's our Torsona stuff. Go spend some money.